You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. Today's podcast is part three of three, entitled, A Serial Killer Surrenders to Christ by Marjorie Mayfield. I went home, and when I got home, it was like a buzzer went off inside, and I said, I've got to tell you, I know where he is. I can tell you now where he is. He's in Austin, waiting for the bus to go to Fort Worth. He's been there three hours. And my husband, you know, why didn't you tell me this? What's the matter with you? (laughs) And I said, I just couldn't tell it. I could not tell it until now. And he went over to the phone, called the FBI, and said, my wife knows where he is. He's in the bus station in Austin waiting for the bus to go to Fort Worth. And, of course, the FBI agent said, you know, she's crazy to believe that a man that's been eluding us for 10 years is going to be sitting in the Austin bus station for three hours reading her book of scripture. He said, there's just no way. That man probably got off the bus in Kerrville and is long gone. He said, you know, people don't get on the 10 most wanted list by being stupid. And uh, he said, there's a very slim and none chance this guy's going to be sitting there doing what she thinks he's doing. And he said, well, you know, you just take or leave the information. Uh, about a half hour later, that same sergeant called back, and he said, I just want to tell you what has happened. He said, I decided I ought to call the Austin police. And he said, they surrounded the bus station there, and they were expecting a shootout when they walked in, and they... They saw him sitting there, and he was reading this little black book. (laughs) And uh, Stephen stood up, and he said, the sergeant said he gave us all of his weapons. He said he also had two knives in his boots, and he had another pocket full of bullets, which he could have reloaded his gun, and he did not. And he said he gave us all of his weapons and told us that he said if I had seen you police uh, sooner today there would have been a shootout and I would have killed myself but today I met this lady and she changed my life the sergeant says on the phone well all I can tell you is uh, well God bless you (laughs) anyway I mean it there have been so many things happening since then it would take me you know another hour to tell you but I'm not going to but I am going to say like I said before you know God has no hands but our hands in this earth what um, touched my heart and hurt me was the fact that this man had been walking around for 31 years and never heard about Jesus Christ you know and there are thousands of people walking around just like him he was married at one time and his I found this out later that he after he left his wife she became a Christian she went to a Billy Graham crusade gave her life to Christ and a few days before I met Stephen 
she saw him on TV, saw something on the news about him, and she had a friend. And she said, we've got to pray that Stephen comes to the Lord, Jesus. And they both prayed in her house. And that prayer really started the ball rolling because uh, that man had never been in Texas before, Stephen. And, of course, here he is in San Antonio. <laughs> I'm sitting in the car with him. But there is a scripture that says, The eyes of the Lord go to and fro throughout the earth to show himself strong in behalf of those people whose hearts are perfect toward him. And he wants a vessel that wants to be used. Many people are walking around that have the knowledge of the word, but they don't. Jesus is not Lord over their life. You know, he wants, he wants to be Lord of every aspect of your life. Otherwise, he's, your will to make him Lord is what opens up the door for him to come in and use you. He wants a person that's willing to be obedient. Secondly, the power of love is what won that man. Not criticism, not telling them they're doing the wrong thing. They already know that. You know, an alcoholic knows that. But it's the love of God that cuts through those barriers and wins people to the Lord. God bless you all. We started off saying that this was truly an amazing story, an unbelievable story, and the more you hear it, the more I'm convinced that those superlatives don't even really fully explain how dramatic uh, this encounter that Margie Mayfield had with Stephen Morin was. Uh -huh. We're listening to the balance of that presentation, and Doctor, you said we wanted to uh, get an update on where she is now. Before we do that, Mike, let's uh, tell the people a little more about who Stephen Morin uh, really was. Uh, he was 34 years old at the time of this encounter with Margie. Uh, he had originally uh, grown up in Providence, Rhode Island. He was called a drifter uh, by the press. Uh, Margie says that uh, he had lived a horrible, horrible life. His mother had stuck him in a detention home when he was eight years old. And uh, from there, he was in different detention homes and was constantly in and out of prison. The FBI had identified him as a, a cocaine addict, a drug dealer. I mean, this was a bad character. Officials in uh, Corpus Christi, Texas, said that he was wanted in at least uh, nine states on 30 different cases, virtually every one of them involving uh, one or more counts of capital murder or attempted murder or rape. And Margie was literally in the hands of a killer. And yet she kept her confidence, kept her cool, and the Lord used that in his life. Uh, we want to talk to Margie in just a moment. But you know, Mike, uh, maybe for many of our listeners, the impact of this message will be the same as it was for me. When I think about the things I complain about, when I think about the things that frustrate me, when I think about the things that cause me anxiety, and then compare them with what Margie faced and the way she dealt with it, uh, mm. there's a message there yeah, for sure us. sure is. I also uh, think about how I react to the people I encounter for the first time, what their needs are, what the unique situation is that they may uh -huh. be going through, and do I uh, convey the love of Jesus Christ to them? as Margie admonished us to do right there toward the end. Uh, Mike, uh, we probably ought to tell what happened after Margie and Stephen separated there, after he released her. Mm. Uh, he was waiting to catch a bus in Austin. I think she implied that at the end. And uh, the police uh, caught up with him there in the bus station uh, on a tip from Margie. And they found him sitting there reading a book of scripture. 
and uh, he surrendered peacefully, he gave up his weapons, a 38 caliber pistol and knives in his boots. Uh, he then stood uh, trial, uh, was convicted while he was in prison. He continued to walk with the Lord, we understand. Uh, on his first birthday in prison, Stephen asked to see Margie, and we have a tape recording of our telephone conversation with Margie where we ask her about that. But Stephen was later executed by lethal injection in the penitentiary at Huntsville, Texas, and yet uh, apparently he died with a testimony on his lips. That's the best evidence we have. He was executed, Mike, for the murder that he committed at 2 a.m., the morning before he abducted mm. Margie. There were at least two more incidents uh, of a relationship between Margie and Stephen and how he influenced others and how she influenced him. And we have placed a phone call to Margie and she's going to fill in some of that information. Let's go ahead and listen to this recording. I got a phone call from this person that said, hello, I'm your sister in Christ. And she said, that she had had a prison ministry and she'd been spending a lot of time with Stephen and asked me if I would please come in and see him and I said I just can't unless God really does something drastic and tells me to do something. So I began to communicate with her and she was communicating to him and uh, I woke up in the middle of the night and I felt like God was telling me to go into the prison and uh, I knew it was the Lord but I didn't want to do it. I'd never been to a prison, and it had been, you know, weeks since I'd gone through this. And uh, I was going to meet this woman who I'd never met, and I met her down there, and she said, listen, nobody can get in to see him. Of course, I, having never been in a prison, I didn't know you needed uh, lawyers, letters, and things like that to get back to see somebody like that. And uh, they brought him out in shackles. I mean, his feet were bound and his hands were bound. He was behind the glass, and... This policeman told me to go back there, and I said, "Me?" And he said, "Yes." I said, "Well, I, you know, I can't." And he said, "Yes, you can. Go on." So he he uh, allowed me to go back there, and when I did, Stephen started crying, and I said, "Why are you crying?" He said, "Last night, I told God tomorrow is my birthday, and the only thing I want for my birthday is to see that lady, and to know that this is something true. That I mean, you know, it's not something I made up." And he said, "And here you are." I started crying. I thought, this really was God. You know, he, of course, he said, don't feel bad about turning me in. He said, I, I'm not mad at all. I have a lot of peace. And we had a, a long talk, and um, I saw him the day before we, uh, he was executed. And before he died, the warden came up to me, and he said, Stephen brought me to Christ. He said, I realize now that I didn't even know the real Jesus Christ, and I'm really sorry that he's going to die because he's helped a lot of us back here, and the warden started crying, and he said, this man really has helped a lot of us, and he goes into the chapel and prays a lot, but the day I saw Stephen before he died, he said, I'm going to tell you something that I never told you that happened that day, and he said, remember when I pulled the car over and, you know, I put my hands up in the air and I said, yes. You know what happened? And I said, what? He said, I heard an audible voice. And the voice said to me, this is the last time I'm going to call you. When I heard that voice, I knew that everything you'd said all day was true. I knew there was a Jesus. And it scared me so much that I stopped the car and put my hands up in the air. He said, I never told that to anybody because they thought I was so crazy anyway. I heard a voice, Margie, and it was 
a powerful voice. And uh, the other interesting thing to me was that my physical looks looked like the girls he murdered. You know, I've thought about that so many times, how you would never send a girl in to minister to a rapist, especially when it looked like the people he had raped and murdered. I thought, you know, God, I was a piece of bait. But um, God's ways really are not our ways at all. He knows what he wants to do, and, and he's got his ways of doing it. I know God had been preparing me for a long time. Sometimes I just sit in my car while my kids are at school, and I just memorize the book of Ephesians or memorize um, Psalm 91, whereas you know most people think like a normal human being and would have been terrified. I, he had programmed me so much to think the thoughts of the Word of God. I think that day, that's what surprised me so much about myself, and it was how much love I, and compassion I felt for him. I just, I would never have believed that I could have felt that. I, I mean, I couldn't have without God in me. I got a glimpse that day of, of how God loves humanity, and it's just such a depth that we just can't even fathom it. It's so great. You know, it's changed me forever. That's for sure. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.